It's June the 19th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Today, we come to the end of the book of 1 Chronicles, and what just hit me as I was preparing to make this video, that for the first time, really, in my whole life, first time I ever have felt like I actually have understood this book. That's the value, not just of reading it, but there's something, isn't there, about reading it out loud. And reading it out loud, I understand what Ezra was trying to get to, the message he was trying to send to those uh, beleaguered Jews, the descendants of those who had come back from Babylon to a world completely changed. It's a reminder, I think, to all of us that the key to the future, one key to the future, is to understand the past. If we know what God has done in the past, we have confidence about what God is going to do in us and through us and for us in the future. So today, 1 Chronicles 27, 28, and 29, there's a, a lot of names in this first chapter, and then we're going to see, we're going to see the, the preparations are going to be made, and we're going to come to the end of chapter 29, and uh, David is with the Lord. So let's begin to read, and it's exciting. We can see how all of it is now fitting together. First Chronicles 27, this is the list of the Israelites, the family heads, the commanders of thousands, and the commanders of hundreds, and their officers who served the king in every matter to do with the divisions that were on rotated military duty each month throughout the year. There were 24,000 in each division. Jashobeam, son of Zabdiel, was in charge of the first division for the first month. 24,000 were in his division. He was a descendant of Perez and chief of all the army commanders for the first month. Dodai the Ahohite was in charge of the division for the second month. And Mikloth was the leader. 24,000 were in his division. The third army commander as chief for the third month was Benaiah, son of the chief priest Jehoiada. 24,000 were in his division. This Benaiah was a mighty man among the 30 and over the 30, and his son Amizabed was in charge of his division. The fourth commander for the fourth month was Joab's brother Asahel, and his son Zebediah was commander after him. 24,000 were in his division. The fifth for the fifth month was the commander Shamhuth, the Israelite. 24,000 were in his division. The sixth for the sixth month was Ira, son of Ikesh the Tekoite, 24,000 were in his division. The seventh for the seventh month was Helaz the Pelonite from the descendants of Ephraim, 24,000 were in his division. The eighth for the eighth month was Shibakai the Hushathite, a Zerahite, 24,000 were in his division. The ninth for the ninth month was Abiezer the Anathothite, a Benjaminite, 24,000 were in his division. The tenth for the tenth month was Maharai the Netophathite, a Zerahite, 24,000 were in his division. The 11th for the 11th month was Benaiah the Pyrathonite from the descendants of Ephraim, 24,000 were in his division. The 12th for the 12th month was Heldai the Netophathite of Othniel's family, 24,000 were in his division. The following were in charge of the tribes of Israel. For the Reubenites, Eleazar son of Zikri was their chief official. For the Simeonites, Shephatiah, son of Maacah, for the Levites, Hashabiah, son of Kimuel, for Aaron, Zadok, for Judah, Elihu, one of David's brothers, for Issachar, Omri, son of Michael, for Zebulun, Ishmael, son of Obadiah, for Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Azriel, for the Ephraimites, Oshia, son of Az 
Azaziah for half the tribe of Manasseh, Joel son of Padiah for half the tribe of Manasseh, and Gilead, Iddo son of Zechariah, for Benjamin, Jaseel son of Abner, for Dan, Azarel son of Jeroham. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. David didn't count them in age 20 or under, for the Lord had said he would make Israel as numerous as the stars of the sky. Joab, son of Zeruah, began to count them, but he didn't complete it. There was wrath against Israel because of this census, and the number was not entered in the historical record of King David. Asmaveth, son of Adiel, was in charge of the king's storehouses. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the storehouses in the country, in the cities, in the villages, and in the fortresses. Ezri, son of Chelub, was in charge of those who worked in the fields tilling the soil. Shimei, the Ramathite, was in charge of the vineyards. Zabdi, the Shifmite, was in charge of the produce of the vineyards for the wine cellars. Baalhanan, the Gedorite, was in charge of the olive and sycamore trees in the Judean foothills. Joash was in charge of the stores of olive oil. Shetriah, the Sharonite, was in charge of the herds that grazed in Sharon while Shaphet, son of Adlai, was in charge of the herds in the valley. Obil, the Ishmaelite, was in charge of the camels. Jediah, the Miranathite, was in charge of the donkeys. Jesus, the Hagrite, was in charge of the flocks. All these were officials in charge of King David's property. David's uncle Jonathan was a counselor. He was a man of understanding and a scribe. Jehiel, son of Hotmonai, attended the king's son. Ahithophel was the king's counselor. Hushai the archite was the king's friend. After Ahithophel came Jehoiada, son of Benaiah, then Abiathar. Joab was commander of the king's army. Now, 1 Chronicles 28. And in this chapter, David's going to say, okay, men, let's get ready. Let's get this temple built. Understand, he's an old man now, but given his charge here. David assembled all the leaders of Israel in Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the leaders of the divisions in the king's service, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds and the officials in charge of all the property and cattle of the king and his sons, along with the court officials, the fighting men and all the best soldiers. And King David rose to his feet and said, listen to me, my brothers and my people. It was in my heart to build a house as a resting place for the ark of the Lord's covenant and as a footstool for our God. I had made preparations to build, but God said to me, You are not to build a house for my name, because you are a man of war and have shed blood. Yet the Lord God of Israel chose me out of all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Judah as leader, and from the house of Judah, my father's family, and from my father's sons, he was pleased to make me king of, over all Israel. And out of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the Lord's kingdom over Israel. He said to me, your son Solomon is the one who is to build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever if he perseveres in keeping my commands and my ordinances as he is doing today. So now, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord and the hearing of our God, observe and follow all the commands of the Lord your God, so that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance to your descendants forever. As for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him wholeheartedly and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands the intention of every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you abandon him, he will reject you forever. Realize now that the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong 
and do it. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple and its buildings, treasuries, upstairs room, inner rooms, and a room for the mercy seat. The plans contained everything he had in mind for the courts of the Lord's house, all the surrounding chambers, the treasuries of God's house, and the treasuries for what is dedicated. Also included were plans for the divisions of the priests and the Levites, all the work of service in the Lord's house, all the articles of service of the Lord's house, the weight of gold for all the articles of every kind of service, the weight of all the silver articles for every kind of service, the weight of the gold lampstands and their gold lamps, including the weight of each lampstand and its lamps, the weight of each silver lampstand and its lamps, according to the service of each lampstand, the weight of gold for each table for the rows of the bread of the presence and the silver for the silver tables, the pure gold for the forks, sprinkling basins and pitchers, the weight of each gold dish, the weight of each silver bowl, the weight of refined gold for the altar of incense and the plans for the chariot of the gold cherubim that spread out their wings and cover the ark of the Lord's covenant. David concluded, by the Lord's hand on me, he enabled me to understand everything in writing all the details of the plan. Then David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you until all the work for the service of the Lord's house is finished. Here are the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of God's house. Every willing person of any skill will be at your disposal for the work, and the leaders and all the people are at your every command. Last chapter now of First Chronicles. First Chronicles 29. How are we going to pay for all this? Answers in this chapter. Then King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, God has chosen him alone, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because the building will not be built for a human, but for the Lord God. So to the best of my ability, I've made provision for the house of my God. Gold for the gold article, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for iron, wood for the wood, as well as, as, well as onyx, stones for mounting, antimony, stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, and a great quantity of marble. Moreover, moreover because of my delight in the house of my God, I now give my personal treasuries of gold and silver for the house of my God over and above all that I provided for the holy house. 100 tons of gold, gold of Ophir, 250 tons of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the buildings, the gold for the gold work and the silver for the silver for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who will volunteer to consecrate himself to the Lord today? Then the leaders of the households, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly for the service of God's house. They gave 185 tons of gold and 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 4,000 tons of iron. Whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the Lord's house under the care of Jehiel the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because of their leader's willingness to give, for they had given to the Lord wholeheartedly. King David also rejoiced greatly. Then David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. David said, May you be blessed, Lord God of our father Israel, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty for everything. Everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom 
and you are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is, it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? For everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your own hand. For we are aliens and temporary residents in your presence, as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Lord, our God, all this wealth that we've provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand. Everything belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and that you are pleased with what is right. I have willingly given all these things with an upright heart, and now I have seen your people who are present here giving joyfully and willingly to you, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our ancestors. Keep this desire forever in the thoughts of the hearts of your people and confirm their hearts toward you. Give my son Solomon an undivided heart to keep and to carry out all your commands, your decrees, and your statutes, and to build the building for which I have made provision. Then David said to the whole assembly, Blessed be the Lord your God. So the whole assembly praised the Lord God of their ancestors. They knelt low and paid homage to the Lord and the king. The following day, they offered sacrifices to the Lord and burnt offerings to the Lord. A thousand lambs, a thousand rams, and a thousand, thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs, along with their drink offerings and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. They ate and drank with great joy in the Lord's presence that day. Then for a second time, they made David's son Solomon king, they anointed him as the Lord's ruler and Zadok as the priest. Solomon sat on the Lord's throne as king in place of his father, David. He prospered and all Israel obeyed him. All the leaders and the mighty men and all of King David's sons as well pledged their allegiance to King Solomon. The Lord highly exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel and bestowed on him such royal majesty as had not been bestowed on any king over Israel before him. David, son of Jesse, was king over all Israel. The length of his reign over Israel was 40 years. He reigned in Hebron for seven years and in Jerusalem for 33. He died at a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor, and his son Solomon became king in his place. As for the events of King David's reign, from beginning to end, note that they are written in the events of the seer Samuel, the events of the prophet Nathan, and the events of the seer Gad along with all his reign, his might, and the incidents that affected him and Israel and all the kingdoms of the surrounding lands. Amen and amen. Well, you could look at this a couple of ways. I mean, one of the points here is that David gave and then the leaders gave and then the people gave. It's the way it's supposed to be. Start with David, then the leaders, and then the people. It's still true today. One of my mentors in the ministry, Dr. Lee Robertson, famously said, everything rises or falls on leadership. And it's true, not just financially, but spiritually. If the leaders love the Word, the people are going to love the Word. If the leaders pray, the people are going to pray. 
If the leaders evangelize, the people are going to evangelize. It all comes down, doesn't it? It all comes down. Uh, leaders have that, that. That's why David encouraged Solomon and the leaders who would serve with Solomon to be wholehearted for the Lord because he knew if the king was wholehearted and his leaders were wholehearted, the people would gladly follow. So you have that emphasis, and it's good to know that uh, your example and my example, uh, we don't, people don't do what we say, but they do follow what they see in us. We don't produce our words, reproduce our words. We reproduce our character, our values. That's what's passed down. And it's also good to remember from this, Everything comes from God. How many times did David say that? How many times? He said it over and over. We only give you, Lord, we only give back to you what you first gave to us. What a great way to look at life. Lord, we only giving back to you what you have given us. What do we have that we did not receive? So all glory, all praise belongs to our great God. Go out and with the wisdom and power and strength God gives you, just give back in your service to him what he has first given you from God to us to others. That's the whole Christian life, from God to us to others. Take what God has given you, pass it along in Jesus' name to others. Go out and have a great day, folks. Guess what? Tomorrow, Second Chronicles. It's going to be amazing. We'll see you then.